You have good knowledge because your two teachers, I'm sure they, they have taught you well. Uh, but so I don't have anything specifically to add. I will just uh, <laughs> share with you some of my thoughts. <clears throat> Dharma uh, means that uh, you have to tame your mind. And in order to tame your mind, you have to first know that untamed mind, what, what untamed mind, mind uh, consists of. Then, in order to tame that untamed mind, you apply a method. And that which knows which is the untamed mind is mindfulness and on the basis of mindfulness then you can know tamed and untamed mind, both. So the first key is mindfulness. And slowly that mindfulness will upgrade also. Upgrade. Sorry, sometimes my pronunciation is not so good. And uh, so, like that. Cannot do anything. Galdar. <laughs> <laughs> That which goes against the mind being still and peaceful. Um, so we have to work with that which prevents that peace or stillness of mind. And in that regard, then, we can either reject it, or transform it, or just know its own nature. When you reject it, you reject it because you are depending on a remedy, and through this remedy, then, you reject it. Remedy? Opposite of the ob ob obstacle. 
So you're holding in mind that the opposite op- opposite of the the obstacle. So you're holding that and you reject. That is called uh, to um, reject something uh, through an, a remedy or an antidote. Mm. In this case, then if that affliction or disturbing emotion that you are going to reject is not um, is not uh, dealt with with a stronger kind of remedy then you will not be able to eradicate it or to reject it mm. understand no very well then pangcha dela ani sanje gene sawo marikpa tege wangi tosum tege wangi tonga tege wangi nyomba jereje dong saware the Buddha explained that that which needs to be uh, eliminated mainly is ignorance and out of ignorance then you one speaks of the three poisons or the five poisons or the 84,000 uh, <laughs> afflictions. So, Marikpa saying the country says, Koran 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 ki, Marikpa reyamandu, Rikpa saying the the main aim of Dharma is to eliminate <coughs> ignorance. Ignorance is eliminated by knowing its true nature. When one knows or has the knowledge of reality, then ignorance is dispelled. And after that, then gradually all other conflicting or disturbing emotions or afflictions that arise from ignorance, they start to be eliminated. So, So in that case, knowing or knowledge would be the opposite of ignorance. Now, when we are uh, applying an antidote or a remedy to any of these afflictions, then that remedy has to be stronger than the affliction and it's based on mindfulness. If you do not have a stable mindfulness, then you cannot then apply an antidote to eradicate that emotion. So mindfulness is of foremost importance. Hmm. So,
So as we continue with the practice of uh, rejection in which we are applying a method to eradicate the undesirable, at some point we have to see, in order to be able to transform, we have to see that both the undesirable uh, and the antidote have no truly existence. They are, they are like uh, illusions, they are like dream. In both cases, they have that type of existence, they are like illusions. In that case, when you perceive the undesirable as, a delu- as an illusion, also the remedy as an illusion, also the method that you are applying, which is non-clinging as an illusion, then in that sense, there, there starts to happen a harmony between the undesirable and the remedy. It is as if they become married. They More harmony than merit. This is uh, illustrated by uh, the example of poison becoming a, a, a nectar, an elixir. Or emotionally alchemy. Tara, Tara, Tara Coleman's book. She asked me to advertise. Alchemy means uh, to transmute, doesn't it? It's an ancient word, I think. And Pang said the boundary of a sayori. Jur said the when you say rejection, re- rejection, then there is a sense of boundary. But when we talk about uh, transmuting or transforming, we are talking about that that thing that is transmuting is turning into uh, its own nature. So, shedangte paje shedang mayim badao shedangte paje melonge shedao chapa. That would say, mean to say, for instance, that in the case of uh, anger or aggression, if we had one kilo of anger, then that would turn into one kilo of um, mirror-like wisdom. But still, but still it is there, even though it is like a dream, still even in that uh, dream-like existence, existence, it exists. Being like a dream, it turns also into that wisdom that is also like a dream. Okay. So, in the first case of rejection, then uh, there was a sense of fighting there. Battling going on. Battle. Battle. And your meditation is 
kind of horrible, <laughs> which is very necessary. And you keep fighting, sort of, and you have a hope in fear. And you have hope that you will not lose the state of mind, and you have a fear that you might lose it. Because there's still the rejection mind and something to reject, to holding the positive and reject the negative. But this is very necessary. Without that, I think there's no way to go about to through the practice. But the upgrade here is that there's another way that one point. You, you transform. Not necessarily stay whole life with that kind of battle. Understand? Battling mind. I mean, then, so at that time, the mindfulness should upgrade also. So when you are battling the rejection, 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 when you are in the level of rejection, your mindfulness is. Effort to mindfulness. When you are at that level of rejection, the mindfulness that you have is a mindful that requires effort. It's a deliberate mindfulness. Very strong effort. <coughs> More stronger than the obstacle. Otherwise, but when you put so much effort, you you feel you are you are you feel you are tired. What I call is blessing tiredness, tired of blessing. So you should go through that. But you need to know, this is I'm doing okay. The experience emotionally might tired, but your wisdom, intellectual should know this is I'm doing right. If you don't educate your intellectual mind. Then intellectual mind give you a wrong message that oh what you are doing is wrong. A human quite often will conform whether you are feeling the right or wrong, whether you are doing right or wrong to ask to your intellectual. So there is no knowledge in intellectual. There is no advice. There is no guidance in your conscious mind intellectual. Then quite often they give wrong answer. Then you lose you lose whole. Path, although it's very necessary for you, so it's very important to educate mind and heart both. So, then, Teshula, it's okay. We are in transformation time, so no problem. More relaxed. Tani, tisu lata. Wow. But this year I learned holy smoke. Every year I learn one slang. This year is holy smoke. <laughs> Last year I learned awesome. 
<laughs> Nå, hvordan er jeg befejlet? Chill out. Vi <laughs> prøver at befejle en hængdus. Mindfulness itself it, mm, <coughs> has four types as we progress along the path. The first one is mindfulness with effort, and then it's followed by effortless mindfulness, then by uh, correct mindfulness or perfect mindfulness, and finally by uh, the last stage, which is called the Supreme King Mindfulness. So, comes with Mindfulness Day, and then Nyambu, Tang, Nyambu le maya wa chingenge chamba te shushambu tengo wale nyambu maya wa tengo yore nyambu tap joro nyambu tap le maya wa chen tap la ani zonde wa mindfulness te te ani solche solla shambu yoro wa solche chamba at the time of mindfulness with effort there is uh, a lot of effort because the method that means the remedy must be kept without wandering, without distraction. And in order to do that, then a lot of effort must be applied at the level of mindfulness. The first at this level then, that type of mindfulness is mindfulness that happens at uh, the practice of shamatha but when uh, you are able to transform then you must reach the level of vipassana before being able to transform so and vipassana ge kapsula mindfulness te paje awareness ta dani che kotho jiro kogores at that level of vipassana then uh, mindfulness and awareness or knowingness uh, take the same meaning. One more time. At the level of uh, vipassana, mindfulness and awareness or knowingness, they they take the same meaning. One more time. Hmm. In vipassana, mindfulness and awareness or uh, knowingness, that they they both take the same meaning. Hmm. One. <laughs> <laughs> ताते Kusu usu usu, cina korang kare, same tengdu ni kuat dalam, kusu tu cina, 
Mindfulness with effort itself is uh, is kind of a foolish type of mindfulness, but foolish in the sense that it doesn't have an element of intelligence. It doesn't really know. It knows that it has to stick or make, make the method stick without uh, distraction, but it doesn't know, for instance, that uh, about openness, about relaxing, it doesn't really know why or what is the benefit of sticking with this, uh, with, uh, without distraction. At that level, it's, uh, it's a sense of insisting again and again in order to keep that, um, uh, uh, that non-wandering state. Any? The mindfulness, yeah, alertness, knowingness, what? Awareness Maybe we are a little bit stupid, maybe they are not really harming us. Let's go and check, see. So inquire, inquire. inquire. Mm. That is when you reach the level of awareness, and awareness starts to question, but why to fight so much? Why, why this struggle? Why don't we see if this, uh, that, uh, that needs to be, this enemy, that which needs to be eradicated, what it is, what type of existence it has? ก็ซอเอ่อเคลียร์ตะนี้อย่าตะเสียดังล่ะนะเสียดังตะตะอันนี้มันมั่วยอ่ะเราจะเสียดังตะมั่วยอ่ะตะตะกันก็เสียดัง
comes to the conclusion that that object doesn't exist truly, and then it goes into seeing the subject that was fixating on that object of the emotions, and starts to see that also uh, the perceiver, if the anali- uh, examining the perceiver and going up to the root that gives rise to the perceiver, then reaches ignorance and then sees also that ignorance itself is rootless and has no uh, true existence. And at that point then it realizes that everything, the object, that means the emotions and also the perceiver, have the existence of a dreamlike existence or like illusory existence. In that moment then, because of this 12 links that that mind has been examining, that has led the mind to realize that or to understand the non-existence of the, that perceiver, the self, and the also non-existing of the objects perceived, then still, although one has seen that the perceiver is empty, still everything continues to arrive without any obstruction. So in that kind of interdependence or co-emergent arising, that uh, one remains because one has reached a proper understanding of what that interdependence uh, uh, means. Typical? Easy? Easy, very easy, this one. Don't attention to very easy. Uh, emptiness and uh, interdependence are very easy subjects to understand. Da yodi navasharvayina, ze yodi uh, because then the discussion starts on whether phenomena arise um, when uh, arise from the basis of an, an existing ego, or if they arise also on the basis of existing or substantial entities. So discussion on this uh, starts uh, to happen. Then ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
and also that mind that is perceiving everything is like a dream. And uh, when you perceive that, then and you're convinced, then that uh, there is a conviction, there is a confidence that develops, whereby you start to feel a, a, a sense of compassion, of warmth, of uh, this anger that is arising actually is like a dream, and also the object towards uh, whom that uh, anger is directed is also like a dream. My mind, who is who was fixating on this, uh, also is uh, illusory. So uh, that sense of warmth, of, of um, compassion starts to develop, and things start to loosen up. It's not like before, in which there was fight or battling. Now everything starts to loosen up because uh, things happen within this state of deep conviction or confidence in the nature of, uh, of, uh, of a dreamlike nature. It doesn't mean that you have realized emptiness. You may have realized or not, it's difficult to say, but uh, it means that your mind has reached that very deep conviction and rests without distraction in that confidence. Within that sphere, then, things start to change or transform into their own nature, anger into its own essence, and jealousy into its own essence, and so forth. Is it clear? This is very difficult. No, joking. Then, that's the thing. That's Still at that level, the knower, that which perceives everything as a as a, as illusion, uh, there is still a, a, a perception that everything is like illusion. All this phenomena that I'm perceiving is like illusion. I myself, I I am like uh, an illusion. There are there is still this um, element of characteristics and fixation on characteristics of things. This is a, an, an an illusion. I am an illusion. This this. Um, Fixating on marks or characteristics is still present. So through practice of uh, either Mahamudra practice or by the practice of uh, Dzogchen, the teachings of the Great Completion, or also when you have reached the final fruit of the Pashana, then you are able at this point to practice what is called liberation through knowing the nature. Ah, ah, oh. 
gomke gomging samata juruwa ke samata pame samakanga tantu yore at this stage there is no need to reject and there is no need to transform and uh, when you see anything uh, uh, arising then you directly see its nature and uh, therefore you you say oh uh, just seeing the nature is liberated there is not even the characteristics this fixation on that this is uh, has to be liberated or the that fixation on characteristics that this is to be rejected or this is to be transformed all these sees and whatever arises by seeing the true nature of what arises itself is self liberated pejawaina ani du thapasani yoro tangbo pena pejana thapat thapatata jeute dure tentutsonda let us put an example of a rope which is uh, seen and uh, you mistake it to be a snake instead of a rope you perceive that as if it were a snake tene ta pang sengte ta khang pe go jambu jam ne jul jana ya nang na tang me tene ani khang ba khang go jam ne dewa dala ani pang sengre rejection in this case would be that you rush to your house and you lock all the doors <laughs> you lock yourself in so the snake cannot get in but also it's difficult to breathe but <laughs> difficult to breathe and the snake i think maybe better to choose the not breathing i mean i'm still still breathing but not really isolation no so but still of course breathe otherwise you die my metaphor is not that strong tani ani jur se de ta ta wat jul de dur mare dur ingo yo mare te long ma den dur jana yo mare ta kande na te ngar nom de lo in dur de ya dur me batao chiki tani ta sentana tani ngese ji tani o ta dur yo mare ya ta go ja go mare long ma den san dur yo mare se do mila ke jeten na dur yo mare se do ngarange tanga tata ba do lom lo nga san lo nga de long ma den de ring ma do nga dur thong ma song tanga dur yo ji mare tene kali tani ni jimse mangbu ji dan dal da pena dal jiwa mai ni le jiwa mai nga ko ji ba shi wa na ji jimse mangbu ji je yo de ya da dur de yo mare ngarang truli ma sare ta dele jin re lai ji transformation would be that you start to think uh, well but this cannot be a snake i've been uh, this i've never seen a snake here people around here have never told me that this is a place of snakes i've been living in this place for five years and i've never seen a snake it cannot be possible this oh, this cannot be some touch at away sare marang samba jikta chetawai to i think i was just uh, uh, exceedingly scared but actually this it cannot be like that it's not a snake snakes uh, uh, it's like uh, well snakes don't arise just by itself it doesn't arise by other causes you start to analyze 
a lot and through this analysis because we are developing this uh, confidence or conviction that, that that is not really a snake then you start to loosen up but you know and and the knowing the nature would be that you decide to go and see for yourself and then uh, you go and you see directly that it is a, sna- a, ro- a rope, it's not a snake. So you see rope as rope and no need transformation, no need rejection, rejection. it's become ultimate transformation. So, mm-hmm. um, to see what uh, is as it is, is in our case to see the essence of our mind being Buddha nature. So, when you perceive or you have the realization of Buddha nature as it should be, the proper realization of Buddha nature, there is no need to reject, there is no need to transform, you just know the nature. So, uh, <coughs> um, please uh, practice this uh, these three paths, you just don't leave it at the level of theory alone. By practicing in this way, when you have the realization of the natural state, then because of the strength of the natural state, because of the energy of the natural state, then emptiness arises as compassion. So you start to develop the altruistic mind of bodhicitta. Mm-hmm. Because when you realize the uh, the true nature, then that um, 
which is selfishness or always cherishing, cherishing yourself, disappears. Since you don't have that self-centeredness anymore, then you're able to not to differentiate between um, the objects of attachment or objects of uh, rejection. That means to say that you can extend the warmth of compassion equally to anybody because you're not no longer divided into one or another as an enemy or friend. And in that case then you are actually cultivating true altruism of bodhicitta. Uh, actually by any of the methods before as we were practicing you were working on destroying this self-centeredness either by rejection or by transformation or in this case of realizing the Buddha nature then you have eliminated it by knowing the true nature. Out of this true nature then you start to cultivate bodhicitta and when it comes from that realization then bodhicitta can be uh, properly cultivated because it's not influenced by this division between attachment or aversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the practice of bodhicitta, then there is a danger of uh, mistaking attachment to be compassion that may happen. So in order for this not to happen, one practices equanimity out of the uh, four boundless states of mind, then equanimity. So because practicing compassion becomes fashion sometimes. No fashion? Hmm? No. Fashion. Fashionable. Fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you develop compassion, then that person who develops compassion is uh, appreciated by others. So if you do not have equanimity in that development of compassion, Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.